Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 24 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, I am chatting with author Claire Hastings. Welcome, Claire, to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk to you. I've seen your name around. We've and we've run in similar circles because we both love audiobooks, but yes. never really had the chance to talk as an author. And here you are. So I'm I, excited. I feel so special. Like you are, <laughs> I guess, like I mentioned earlier when we were chatting offline that you're like a little celebrity in my world from oh. seeing you on Facebook and everything from as a reader in, in the audiobooks and everything. So I feel really honored to be a part of this podcast. So I feel like I'm someone now. I've officially made oh, it. Stop. Right? I'm on this podcast. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to be on that list. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, it, it means a lot. Sometimes I think I, t- when you guys say and share about how writing is very solo and you're in your head and stuff like that, I can relate to that many times because the podcast with the exception when I'm speaking to you guys, I honestly think that no one's really listening and why would they want to? So I totally understand that, you know, imposter syndrome. So the fact that you shared all that with me, it's like, oh, now she's totally stuck with me because I love her. Absolutely. <laughs> I do have to apologize in case anyone can hear it, the banging in the background. We've got some construction going on in our house. So I, I apologize if that is coming through and anybody can hear it. I hope not. But just thank you for clarifying what the banging would be, considering <laughs> you write romance and we listen to all sorts of things. <laughs> it's construction workers working on my house. I'll let you. Uh... Thank you. Yeah, because I, I can only imagine because if it were me, I'm that friend that can make anything into a sexual innuendo. So if I was hearing that and all I heard was excuse the banging, I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, girl, what do you got going on there? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good. And then we'll get to the construction as to why some of that is happening. Because I hear it's a good story, folks. But first, I want to definitely start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been writing and how you got started. All right. Well, um, like you said, I'm, I'm Claire. I have been writing for, you know, like a lot of writers off and on my whole life. It was just kind of a hobby growing up and something I really enjoyed during school, reading and writing. All of that took some creative writing classes during college, but was never something I really took seriously um, until 20, 2018, 2019 is somewhere in there. And I was sitting in a therapy session and my therapist was, you know, talking about outlets and and, and hobbies and things to do. And, and she hands me this list and on there is, is writing. And I go, you know, I used to really love to write. Maybe I should do that again. And so I kind of toyed around with the idea and my, my book bestie from the romance community was like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. And already I was like, well, I don't know, I don't know, and never put any like serious kind of thought into it. But then I, um, my husband and I went on a cruise and while we were on this cruise, I got this idea and I sent my book bestie a message like the second I got off the cruise and had cell phone service again and was like, so I've got an idea. And I just sat down, I opened a Word doc and started typing and outflowed a story and I wasn't going to publish it because, you know, this was, this was just for me. And then she was like, no, you should do it. You should do it. You should do it. So a f- 
figured out how to do the whole publishing thing. I say figured it out like I'm not still here figuring it out all these years later. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> like, am. But you done? Was, you figured it out? Woo. No, I, I started figuring it out. But um, yeah, and then I was only ever going to write the one. And that turned into a second one. And now here we are, number, I think number 15. It comes out in March. So wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. 15, but also three different series technically ish, yes. right? For yeah, plus your standalones. So. Plus my standalones. So yeah. Yeah. Girl, you're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, that or just making it up as I go. Well, technically that's what you guys do because you're writing fiction. It is. It is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like two worlds, right? The one that you're creating for the readers and also the one that you're having to create for yourselves in this whole like formatting and yay, Amazon didn't screw up my thing today. And uh... right. <laughs> and... Forgetting that the people that, you know, live in my head aren't real. And like, I go to talk about my characters sometimes and then have to remember that to others, they're not real people like they are to me. <laughs> <laughs> When you, when you live in your head this much, you're like, oh, wait, they, they don't know who that person is yet. Um, especially because when, when you're the author, you are ahead of where your readers are. Usually, um, yeah, totally. Right, usually. Um, <laughs> and so I like, want to go talk about things. And I'm like, wait, you haven't met this person yet? You have no idea. When I sit here and talk about how great Dustin is, you have no idea who Dustin is. So... <laughs> But I love it when that happens because it has happened with some author friends of mine or even just sometimes getting ready to have the, you know, the conversation or the podcast and they they're you guys are excited. And that excitement makes me want to buy the book more because if you guys are excited about it, it's like, yay, there's even more. There's something there. Like, why is girl like, why are you so excited about it? <laughs> and then it's like and especially when you guys do share why I'm like, oh, yeah, just let me know. When that book comes out, so I can put it on my calendar and or pre-order it if it's available, because I I need that too. I want to have that excitement the same way that you're having the excitement. So thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you mentioned the characters, though, a lot of authors will say and bust out with that the characters speak to them, and you could be writing about one character, and then someone doesn't stop and and yappity yappity yap until they get their attention, and then you have to stop to talk to them about their book or let them know that it's not happening until the third book later on. Do you kind of also find that that's how your characters play with you? Oh, absolutely. That's why there were multiple books. Like I said, I was only going to write the one. And then the guy who ended up being the hero in the third Indigo Royal book was just super, super chatty. And I just kept hearing things and kept making notes. And one of my friends bought me this cute little um, notepad that is waterproof. So it sits in my shower because the shower fairy comes and visits me all the time. And so I just like, I had pages and pages of notes on this guy and was like, no, I was not writing more than one, but here, here we go. Like it was. <laughs> and so <laughs> that absolutely. And it, it it's really funny because I had, I'll call it a plan where I thought after I finished. So the Indigo Royal series rolls into my Atlanta Rising series, which is a soccer sports series. And I thought I knew where I was going after the Atlanta Rising. I I had a plan. I had plots. I had characters planned out. But then this story came to me and it came to me in the shower listening to the radio and there was this, it was the number one song in country music for like, 
two years running. So it got played a lot, but that song, that was song was on and the idea came to me and I had no intention of writing this book. None, absolutely none. But this story lived in my head, like rent free for a year. And these characters just wouldn't shut up. And everywhere I turned, every time I heard the song, I would I would see things when I was out in the grocery store, whatever it was. And their voices were just so loud. I go, okay, I've got, I've got to write this. I've got to write this because then maybe that will make them shut up. And so last summer I was at the beach with some writer friends and my editors, we were on a, on a retreat and I'm, I'm plotting this out. I'm finally going to write this story and it was going to be a standalone because I had a plan. Viviana, I had a plan. And then the rest he of throws the, out the plan, <laughs> right? But I mean, like the rest of the characters just took over and went, yeah, no, we understand you think you had a plan, but this is a mutiny. So <laughs> we're taking over now. And so like, I took a hard left and I'm going a, a different route than I thought, but yeah, no, they absolutely, they are their own people. They do what they want. And I can hear them as loud and clear as I can hear you right now. Some days. So, wow. So have you have you shared what that new series is going to be that you have yet? Because I'm thinking so. Would... Yeah, so I'm not sure that the series has a name yet. Okay. Uh, but the first book in that series is called Thinking About You. And if anyone listens to country music, uh, Dustin Lynch and Mackenzie Porter are the artists who sing the song that was number one for forever, and it's greatly inspired by that song about this couple who breaks up and she calls him just because she misses him and they have this conversation and there's a line in the song that goes if you're ever back in town you know let me know and all that and so like that's kind of what sparked it I go so what happens when he shows back up in town when this country star shows back up in town and the girl he left behind and it just snowballed from there so thinking about you is a second chance it's a small town so it takes place in a rural small rural town in georgia because that is where i am from so this big old country star shows back up in town and confronts you know things happen with the girl he left behind and yeah it just snowballed from there all their old friends because <laughs> you know they, they all grew up together yeah, his his two best friends are a set of twins who major major instigators, and <laughs> and then her little fierce girl gang are her two best friends from childhood. One's a now the high school science teacher who's overly cautious and an overthinker, and the other is just this sassy know it all spitfire of a beauty queen. She's a former Miss Georgia. So it's the the six of them took hold of my brain and that is where we are going now. We're headed to Hickory Hills, Georgia in March and I hope <laughs> everyone loves it. So because I, lo- I love these two, like there are not words for how much I love these characters and I just, I hope everybody else loves them as much as I do. I mean, the premise sounds fantastic. And I just love the, the audacity that they had to get so loud that they're like, no, honey, sorry. <laughs> we're going oh, I mean, to do it. <laughs> they took over and that was that. And like I said, and even as we were sitting there, sitting there at this beach house and I'm talking about the story and all of these things and everything, my my girlfriends looked at me and they were like, Claire, th- this is not a standalone. Like you have a series here. Like, because you keep talking about all these side characters. I'm like, no, no, no. It's only going to be the one book. It's only going to be the one book. Yeah, no. I, 
It was wrong. wrong. <laughs> but if you know, in this case, it's a good kind of wrong. <laughs> it is. It's a, it is a good kind of wrong. And that's a good I, title too for the romance. A good kind of wrong. <laughs> I might have to write that down. Actually, feel free. <laughs> Well, I mean, and it's the truth. We, as readers and listeners, we love it. And and I think that the authors are now starting to, because we've been talking about it more and more in the conversations and the community growings and all that fun stuff. But sometimes that one character that pops into that one scene that literally was just, quote unquote, a throwaway character. Now we're all curious about him because he was funny or there was something that was said that makes me going to go, hmm, how does that work out? And then right. they, they get loud. So the fact that you were already knew that there's going to be this you know the three couples and you're ahead of that game from that perspective <laughs> oh well they're they're actually going to be four couples oh see mm. <laughs> just because i have to throw a wrench in everything <laughs> well four is a nice round number right? right i like even numbers yes and and usually when it comes down to three that you're always going to get that extra you know there's always going to be people like want more so you're like you're planning in advance you're good for for now for now, <laughs> for now. <laughs> We'll see what happens after this. Right. <laughs> we might go back to the original plan. We might stay on this hard left. I I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's the flexibility that's that I think it's great from a creative perspective that you're willing to do it versus continuing to potentially put them in the back burner. So that's also where the energy flows, right? Instead right. of trying to fight it and molding it to something that's not, it's never a good thing when that happens. No, it's it, it's and even in my Atlanta Rising series, I I had had this idea for a character and kind of put that one on the back burner because I, I won't lie, I was afraid to write the story. And so I was like, well, it won't happen. It won't happen. It won't happen. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Then we were on the retreat and my one girlfriend was talking about one of the stories she had coming up and this inciting incident that went on in that character's story. And she said something about it being involving a baseball player. And basically what was going to happen with this other baseball player that was going to affect her character was basically the story that I had heard from my character. And so I look at her and I go, well, does it, does it have to be baseball? And she goes, no, why? What are you thinking? I go, well, could it be soccer? And she goes, I don't see why not. And the next thing I know, she and I are planning out these, these, these books to overlap and our editors were like, okay, slow down, you two. So <laughs> I think having the flexibility to listen to your character's is, is a big thing. It's important. I think that there is something subconsciously, but also where the the flow and the energy is going. It's a creative process. And I know for a fact that when it comes down to that, you can try to manipulate and be as structured as possible. Something in the universe is going to bust out with, yeah, no, ma'am. Right. <laughs> and, and that's when other things happen. Things, you know, you, you start seeing just in this case for you, maybe soccer games, right? Or the song keeps playing over and over and over again. You're like, I get the fucking hint. Thank you. Uh <laughs> right. It's funny because a girlfriend of mine works at the local country station. And I at one point texted her and was like, if you do not fucking stop playing this damn song, I'm going to hurt you. She's like, no, it's the number one song right now. We can't do that. And I was like, girlfriend, I'm gonna hurt you because the plot bunnies are just too much to handle yeah i would have turned around and said well maybe you should listen to the plot bunny and then something would stop hmm? oh she absolutely did <laughs> good 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 because i am that sarcastic friend <laughs> she was like so so when do i get to read the book so when do i get to read the book it was probably not with a shut up but <laughs> you can't help it okay we as readers want to know we love your writing style and so when we find an author 
where we love their style. You can write about soccer, horses, underwater basket weaving. We don't care. We want to know what's next. And so, yeah, you guys, it's not our fault. You guys write so well. Damn it. <laughs> It's all your fault, Claire. <laughs> you and your enticing soccer colorful balls in the background with hot guys in the forefront. Yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I do want to it talk is. about these, these covers because they are interesting to me as far as did you design them? Did you come up with a concept or did you work with a graphic designer? Nope, that was all my designer. You know, I, I kind of I gave her the premises and I gave her the photos and was like, here's here are the tropes, here are the ideas, you know, I just, you know, I need something that's on brand for me, that's on brand for sports romance. I'm I'm married to a German, so in our house, soccer is actually football. Yes. (laughs) Um, And so it is the Atlanta Rising Football Club. Interestingly enough, even though here in America, we call it soccer, most of the teams, even in the MLS, are whatever whatever fc for football club so like here in atlanta we have the atlanta we have atlanta united football club so i knew in wanting to stay true to the sport because i'm I'm a huge huge fan of the sport so wanting to stay true to that that the club that i created was going to be fc it was going to be a football club and so when working with my designer i told her i go look it is it is called called the atlanta rising football club but i need to make it very clear that that is soccer so that everyone understands we are talking about round ball, not the egg ball. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because I still still get emails from readers every now and again who are like, hey, you do realize that football is I was like, yes, yes. I know American football versus mm-hmm. everywhere football. else. Yes. <laughs> like, it's, and then have to like launch into that. I'm married to a German. It is football in our house. And so but yeah so she kind of mocked up the first one and i was just floored she she absolutely nailed the design and i just i loved it from the get-go so i love how you were talking about the whole branding thing it's a thing important too for authors to realize that you are your own brand that you are the company and stuff like this matters the, you know how eye-catching is it it's not just about the hot guy in the cover there's got to be other things and you've totally nailed it with the colors and how you know it, it, i could easily figure out which one is what right i don't have to, i don't have to stop to worry about okay this book four or five i'm like give me the color okay <laughs> exactly yeah exactly and so it was one of the things that when with working with that each one having a distinct color it was it was it was easy to kind of to to go with it and so it was no, but I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't. I really just picked out the hot guys for the covers. So, <laughs> so you did pick out the hot guys for the covers? I did. I did pick out them. Um, okay, that's a hard job. Okay. I don't care what people think. It's not a glamorous, glorious job of sitting there going through stock imaging sites or finding a photographer that has their own, uh, you know, image, you know, sites for their own images and things like that. It's a, it's a rabbit hole for a reason. Uh, it is and especially because when when you have these characters in your mind that are are very specific people and then you have to go and find especially if you're dealing with stock sites this generic photo that is going to embody this person that you have just spent months with on a on a rather intimate level at that it it's it's hard and 
some some things can be altered, whether it's a tattoo or a hair color, or things like that. But facial expressions or builds or, or things like that, that it, it it can be very, very hard. And it's it's interesting because on Offsides, which is the third in the series, that's the purple cover, everyone. Um, <laughs> um, that is um, a very specific model because that is who I base the character off of. Brit Cowboy Callahan is is the hero in that book. And and Cowboy is 100% that model. Like I followed him on social media and his his sense of humor and his laugh and his manners and so on is, is very much based on him. So it was really important to me that he was then the person that was on the cover. Some of the rest of them I was able to play with a little more because they are stock photos. And again, my designer is fantastic and being able to kind of manipulate things here and there where needed but yeah you can you can get lost down a rabbit hole of of photos very easily trying to find just the right person and then it's even worse if you're trying to find couples because then you have to find two people that embody the two people that you've spent all this time with in a rather intimate way. (laughs) Yeah. It's also, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of scary sometimes when you're doing a search, you know, typical search would be something like sexy man. Um, so, you know, like, or, and you can get more details, right? Blonde, you know, shirtless, whatever, how you go. But the tags that are used sometimes, I'm going, you lie. Um, that was right. As far as what pops out and you're going, that's, sexy and why is there no i'm not asking for vegetables uh- <laughs> right and, and there are some photos that you're like how did how did you get that from what i typed in yes but, yep <laughs> and, and you never want to yuck someone else's yum but you, you don't like- and some of them are yeah. funny i think they do it on purpose sometimes <laughs> like there was this one i think i was looking specifically for a cowboy and no lie it was three guys in a cow in the the, the cheerleaders cowboy outfits of sorts and i'm going haha funny <laughs> like not what i went um, right well uh, okay then um i'm scrolling on <laughs> but yeah it, it's, a, it's a it takes a while i mean so anybody that wants to do the job know that graphic design there's it's it's key and then being open to scrolling 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 looking for some hot dude or hot girl because you know couples (laughs) i sometimes wonder if that's where a lot of times we're getting more into the animated like cartoonish characters that doesn't have to happen (laughs) so right Right. it's a lot easier to turn an illustration into the blonde or the brunette that you've been picturing than it is photo that you're like hmm well mm. Felicity would never cock her hip quite that way so like <laughs> yeah and things like that that I wonder that you know like if readers would ever think that but I'm like um that heroine would never stand like that so no that photo is out yes <laughs> I will say from a from a reader's perspective if you're telling me that the character is uh blonde but the model has black hair or the opposite he's you know blonde in the cover but supposed to be dark haired um or the eye matches stuff like that no tattoos but yes tattoos in the story you're going you know that's where we kind of some don't care i i'm a little bit more of the oh man yeah now i I see the cover and i'm going is that what she meant or is that what they meant like (laughs) i need i need the cover to be as close as possible granted nothing is perfect um unless again like you base a character off a very specific model and then you put that model on the cover 
but I want them as close as possible. And so, and, and sometimes that's really hard on the, the cover of what I like about you, which is the third one in the Indigo Royal series. It was, I needed to find a plus size heroine with a guy who looked like Scott Eastwood, you know, easy, right? Just totally. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Plus size brunette and Scott, Scott Eastwood. That's what I needed to find via stock photos. And so it, we we got reasonably close it, it was about as close as i think we were gonna get and until you know i can befriend scott and like actually put him on a cover totally <laughs> as close sure. as we're gonna get right <laughs> <laughs> so scott eastwood if you're listening to this i need to put you on a book cover yep i just send them that clip <laughs> Hey, if you ever want a different kind of gig, (laughs) you have options. Right. (laughs) Please and thank you. Yes, right. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just some some readers notice it, others don't. We, you know, at the end of the day, it really is about the story and the characters and what we're reading, and that you know everything works out well. So again, it's a rabbit hole for a reason. Uh, Not easy. Oh, absolutely. But yours have yours are great. So I do, and I just want to let you know that. Because I think sometimes that conversation, you know, yeah, like hot guy. But I'm like, no, there's there's more to it. Look at the branding. Look at the text. And that's just me think, thinking marketing head here. And so that's one of those where I'm like, yay, cool. Your series, though, all kind of land in contemporary romance. Yes. Is has there is there a genre that you have yet to write in that you want to dive into? One of these days? Um, maybe someday. I will grow the ovaries to try and do suspense, but I don't, I mean, that's a maybe someday. Yeah. I love reading it. I just don't know that I could pull it off writing it. Maybe I could. I don't know. So Um, when you say suspense, are you talking like romantic suspense or full on like suspense? No, probably romantic suspense. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't picture myself ever being Karen Slaughter. So... (laughs) um, she lives not far from me, but I don't picture myself ever quite going down that road. So probably stick with with the romantic suspense because at the end of the day, I need everything to be happy. That's why I, I chose romance in in the first place. It's writing it and reading it is is absolutely my own little escape from the world. And I know for so many, that's why they choose the genre too because life sucks enough some days, and so you just want to go to some place where you know things are going to be happy. And, and you know it's going to end well, no matter how bad it gets in that black moment that you're like, no, no, there will be a happy ending. We we will get there. I just have to keep reading. So it would probably stick with romantic suspense. But the it's it, yeah, it is a suspense part that may, maybe, maybe someday. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that you. That's why I had to clarify, because there is a huge difference between writing a thriller and a suspenseful book versus oh, uh, the romance suspense. And again, it's still difficult because you have to weave in the dun 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 moments and who done it. And on top of that, the whole smexy times and where and stuff. And with romantic suspense, that's my favorite. You'll hear this almost any time that this topic comes up. I've always loved it. When things are going kaboom and bullets are flying by you, but you look over and you're like, damn, you're hot. Let's make out. Uh, (laughs) It's a special mix of things that, you know, I think would be a very unique challenge. Yeah. But I totally see you doing it completely. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to get together and do it. Okay. All right. Where are you at? Another character is being loud. I do it now, aren't you? (laughs) No, I do not harass. I support and enable. Okay. 
you'll be enabling me until I write it now. I can I can see it. I'm all here for you. I am your cheerleader. If this is what your <laughs> goals are eventually, I am there for it. In the meantime, we will continue to love on all the other stuff that you write and on you as an individual and a human being. Every so long, so, hey, have you really thought about the whole romantic suspense yet? Because there's this thing, right? Okay, good. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the shower fairy brings me. Right. Yes, that's gonna be something of a visual too. <laughs> but the, the funniest thing is too that why is it right of all the places to get the ideas? Because it happens to me too for things like project work or designs or whatever. It's in the fucking shower where there's right. no paper, and you're going really. Um, I'll send you the notebook. I literally have a notepad that um, is waterproof and it is the greatest thing in the world. Because again, like, and, and it's sometimes it's something stupid. Like I'll remember that I didn't text somebody back. Yes. Or that, something you know, mundane. I, I need onions, you know, for this recipe that I'm planning to make this weekend or something. It's so it's, it's not just writing related. It's, it's mundane things. And so this little notepad is, is, the greatest invention ever and i actually really wish that i had invented it because they must be making millions off of people like me yes. <laughs> well i mean you weren't you. kidding about the whole fairy you know you know the shower fairy because it seems like no, there's I'll this I'll magical you, porter i'll go i'll send you his maybe i'll send you his picture when we're done here um, okay oh okay perfect because there has to be some form of magical porter in that moment of getting out of the shower because you can remember exactly what you're thinking or needing to remember in but the moment you, th- you go over that threshold poof it'd be gone and you're going oh god, god damn it what was that shit <laughs> the biggest the biggest lie i tell myself is i don't need to write that down <laughs> i know right <laughs> Ooh, my phone has lots of notes. <laughs> They're literally sticky notes all over my desk for a reason. It's like I'm the sticky note queen. Oh, and, see? Um I even like to the point where when I had to create some swag, the first thing I went with was sticky notes because I use them constantly. So yes. anybody who comes to see me in Denver, I should mm-hmm. have some sticky notes. So perfect. Yes, I do love a good sticky note. No lie, I have like three of them with me at all times on my desk. And for quick notes, even the chats here, you know, it comes up. I have a place to write it down. And then I have to go through all the paperwork to figure out that one thing that I wasn't referencing to. So, But at least it's somewhere right. there, right? It's somewhere in this it's pile of sticky notes. Yes, I will find it. I know what I'm talking about somehow. <laughs> so you brought up Denver. Uh, so there's this convention happening March 30th through April 2nd, and it's in Denver, Colorado, called Readers Take Denver. There's going to be a, a slew of, you know, star-studded authors and in both romance and in thriller and mystery and, you know, general fiction. And you are included on that list. Yes. So how exciting is that? Is Because this is your first signing, I think you were telling this me This is before, my very, so. very first signing. Because, you know. Popping the cherry. I, I we're popping the small. cherry. <laughs> I do nothing small. Go big or go home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> couldn't pick a little one. Had to go with this massive, massive convention. And every day a new author seems to be announced. And I am even more starstruck and in awe that I am included on this list. And I'm going to have to like really control myself to not completely fangirl over some <laughs> of the people who are going to be there because you know, they're my heroes and everything. Um, My mother uh, lives in Colorado Springs. So she's coming up with me to the event. And I will probably lose her because she's going to be fangirling over some of these people as well. So (laughs) it's 
Right. Every day she sends me a text message going, did you see so-and-so is going to be there? And did you see so-and-so is going to be there? So um, I like almost feel the need to apologize to some of these authors. Like, hi, you don't know me, but my mother's coming as my PA. And so um, when she just loses her cool because she loves you so much, um, pl- please be okay with it. <laughs> because it's, there are just so many incredible authors coming to this event. So. No, absolutely. And you're again, you're one of them. Um, <laughs> so people are going to be fangirling over you. And then oh. by the way, when they find out your mom is there, they're going to be fangirling over her because we love a, a family situation like that, especially when mom Hastings there. Oh yeah. Mama Hastings. Look, she even has a nickname now. And no lie. I wrote down connect with Claire and mom um, prior to events to check in on how they're doing. <laughs> I think she's just as excited as as, just as excited as I am. So um, it's it's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. It's always fun. I I think that the whole concept of not losing the love and appreciation for authors, even though you are an author as well, is something that's not in in a lot of different uh, fields of work. Right. You're not I'm not seeing this whole like, oh, my God. You are so-and-so when, you know, there's a science convention, except for the bigger people, I think. But there's always something, right? And for you guys to be fans of each other is so awesome. I love seeing that. I encourage it. I've helped get people together on that. (laughs) So if you need me to get any of your favorite authors, you know, I'll walk with you. I might take you up on that. Yeah, definitely. It's It's fun. (laughs) <laughs> some of the some of the folks that are, are going to be in this room are just absolute heroes of mine and, and women and men who I have enjoyed reading their work and are part of why I love this genre and I love this community. And so to be counted among them for this event is an honor that I just can't put into words. And that's special because, again, I'm an author putting things into words is what I do. So it's... It's going to be four days of absolute chaos and so much fun. And I'm, like you said, it is my very first one of these. And so I'm I'm looking forward to connecting with readers. Um, some of the folks in my reader group and that are on my newsletter have told, told me that they're coming and, and I can't wait to meet them. I can't wait to meet all the new people. Please, everyone come say hi so that I'm not just sitting at that table all by my lonesome with my mother. Um, we're <laughs> very friendly. I promise. I'm a little awkward, but I promise I'll be kind of cool about it. Oh. <laughs> no, I think that's every author's worst nightmare feeling of being at a conference signing kind of a thing and having no one at their table. It's like, you know, the whole like being caught naked with no clothes on kind of a nightmare, right? But funny enough, I think that this is one of, again, one of the reasons why I love this community is there's always going to be that reader that's walking by and sees a cover or sees you and says, hey, what do you write? Because that's, you know, we're, we want more, right? So... Mm-hmm. You're going to get, you're, you're, you'll be fine. <laughs> I hope so. And that's, you're right. Like, I, th- I think everyone shares that kind of nervousness. Yes. You're like, and what if I'm just the loser in the corner that nobody wants to sit and have lunch with me? But if anybody else is is looking for, um, you know, to sit at the girls who eat their feelings lunch table in the Mean Girls lunchroom, please come find me. That is that is where I'll be. Um. <laughs> May join you once they're there. <laughs> I, like, I get it. It's yeah, but it's going to be it, it literally it's a four day com- event convention with panels and 
evening gatherings and parties and there's a casino night. I'm really hoping people are going to be there that know how to play different games because I've been loving wanting to do like I want to learn how to play poker. Um, and so I'll, it's I'll be at the blackjack table see, so. or blackjacks. I mean, if it's that stuff, I don't know. I mean, unless it's a pulling of a lever and, and so <laughs> what is it? Solidarity. <laughs> Solitaire, solitaire, that one. That's as far as it goes um, for me. But that's what, so when they, it was shared that they're going to have casino night, I was like, I will finally learn. <laughs> we'll make sure. People. Yeah, see, perfect. <laughs> totally. Blackjacks it is. Um, yes. And so I, I'm one of the hosts of casino yes. night. So um, please come hang out with us at casino night and we'll have a lot of fun gambling and drinking and winning some great bookish prizes so yeah it's a fun theme i was so excited to hear about it and again it's just you kind of vision like this old at least in my head kind of like those old older movies like the 1920s and 40s with the casinos and the fancy dresses because it's happening right after the james bond yeah exactly so i'm like okay going to for this event i'm already expanding my my alcoholic drinking you know drinks <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the margarita girl or the Bahama Mama girl, okay? And now I'm no like, martinis. Right. And I'm going, okay, they're going to do martinis for the you know, murder mystery uh, of women. I'm like, fine, I'll I'll start. Okay, great. I'll figure out which kind of martinis do I like. And uh, and now now expanding another skill set, gambling. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's really going to be a lot of fun. And I think it's just, again, just being able to get with readers and other people that are of like minds. It's just going to be so much fun. Tickets are still available and uh, they are going fast, but so worth it. It's, you get everything is included. That's the other thing. We keep getting questions, by the way. Have you gotten any questions? I um, haven't. Okay. Because I keep getting the, so when are you guys going to put the casino night tickets out, for an example? I'm like, no, babe. You buy the ticket, it's inclusive of everything except for the wine tasting and anything that has author training. But casino, like the, the red carpet, the teal swans, teal swans doing margaritas. So I'm like, yeah. Count <laughs> <laughs> me in. Right? I'm like, yay, teal. Yes. And then we have uh, voodoo donuts and a, a bunch of other, all this stuff is already included in your ticket. So I needed to make sure you guys hear that because we keep getting a lot of questions. Like, when you, like no, it's all inclusive, my dear. It's all inclusive. So we're good. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna go to your table and be like, "Teach me a wise one." Teach well, me I don't know about a wise one, but I mean, <laughs> unless what you want to learn is how to lose money, but eh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> at least I know what not to do next time, right? <laughs> so I'm, I, you gotta start somewhere, okay? I'm you okay do. with there, absolutely. Yeah. And then I'll have a lovely memory. Anytime I lose money, I'm like, "Oh, Claire Hastings." Right. Well. <laughs> I don't know that that's the memory we want to go with, but we'll make a different one. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. See, look at all the money I want. I can buy more books of yours. See? Yay. Yes. <laughs> um, I know that you are a huge audiobook listener. Yes. And you, when I was doing the homework and stuff with like them talking, it was hilarious. So I'm going to put you out there for a second. In the forums for this, for the getting the, you know, for us to connect and things like that. The question is, do you have any other books? She busted out with, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you, yeah. I thought you did. I was just so excited to talk to you, Viviana. <laughs> I wasn't in my right mind. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, you do have a killer cake. Yeah. So can you tell us how that the whole process was? Because it's a unique experience as a whole, not just for you, I think, because it's been done a little bit before, but not in this detail. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this whole 
because it's not a series it's not an anthology you, you, you talk so yeah so <laughs> I, it's considered a series so um my the one audiobook that I have out is called Cakewalk and it is a part of the Busy Being series which mm -hmm. is a sub-series of Serena Bowen's World of True North so if you've read Serena Bowen's True North series the first one is bittersweet if you haven't read it highly recommend it she then opened up her world to a bunch of us authors to essentially play in her sandbox and and, and work with her and write our own stories that took place in the world that she created of Colbury, Vermont. And so my book was part of the Busy Bean series. The Busy Bean is the local cafe and coffee shop there. And so um, I am the third, yeah, third book in the series. And so um, as part of writing in this world, Serena also, with the help of an audiobook company produced the audiobooks. So I had a very unique experience in that all of my work with the audiobook company was done through Serena, who is just as incredible on a personal and professional level to work with as she is that y'all see on, on Facebook is interacting with her as an author. She's just one of the most amazing women I've ever met. And I have learned so, so much from her and I just, I adore her as a human being. So, um, and one of the things that we were talking about earlier that part of the unique experience is that we got to provide some feedback and some opinions on who we would like to see narrate our stories. And it's interesting because working with some of these other authors who are not as big into audiobooks. They're like, oh, okay, well, whomever you think would be good. Well, as long as they can do this or that or, or whatever. And I had some very staunch opinions. Um, <laughs> because as you know, as, as an audiobook listener, a narrator can make or break a book. And there have been times, admittedly, that I have started listening to a book and went, nope, I can't do it with this narrator. And, and I've gone to the ebook just because... It's, I'll, um, I'll mention Karen Slaughter again, um, her, she is a series, it's a thriller series, so it's not romance, and it started with this one narrator who is absolutely incredible, and then for whatever reason, her publishing company switched narrators for a couple of books, like in the middle of the series, and they probably would not have been bad at a different book, but these were not the books for them, especially where they had been this incredible narrator at first, and then they finally switched back to that incredible narrator, and but it, it it takes you out of the listening experience when someone's not nailing it, especially when it comes to accents and, and things like that. And in Cakewalk, Cakewalk is the story of a Southern socialite who is on the run and after a couple wrong turns ends up in rural Vermont and then living with her grumpy recluse of a landlord. And then magic happens between them as she learns to bake. So... I, I knew that my heroine had a Southern accent and a very specific Georgia accent at that, and that my hero was from New England, so he had a very specific accent. And so I needed narrators who both of them could do both, as you know, so that I needed my my male narrator to be able to do the Southern accent when he was covering the dialogue for my heroine, and I needed my hero, my female 
narrator to not only be able to do it for my heroine, but for um, then lose it when it came to my hero. So I had I had some very, very strong opinions about <laughs> who I wanted to, to narrate my books. And so I got very, very lucky in that um, I got the my two first choices in Stephen Dexter and Rose D'Oro, who were incredible, absolutely incredible. They were incredible to work with. They nailed the roles. Um, they absolutely are holding in GG in my head. And it was just an absolutely phenomenal experience to be able to do that. And then a little surreal when I listened back to it and was like, oh, I wrote this. <laughs> and getting to certain parts in the stories and, and thinking about, you know, the the process that went through writing that scene and, and all of that. And so it was, yeah, it was, it was a blast. And if you guys like cupcakes, then Cakewalk is the book for you because it's, it's all about, like I said, a, a Southern socialite on the run who can't bake, but then is hired to make the cakes and cupcakes and treats <laughs> for this. No pressure. <laughs> and she's got to figure out how to do it. And things go a little wrong in there a couple of times. So. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And baking is not easy. It's, it's, it's no. not, it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a science. And that's where when I'm really funny enough, I, when I'm stressing, stressing out, I will go into baking more than actual savory cooking because of that Same. exactness of things that kind of helps with the calming things down and putting things in perspective because if you mix if you do not add the leavener things will not rise and it, then, right and it's a certain uh, amount in a certain order and yes ironically and if anybody follows me on on instagram you'll see that my, my go-to procrastination or i'm stuck at a certain point in a book is um i make quiche mm-hmm. so <laughs> If you ever see me on Instagram making a quiche, you know what's going on in my writing world. But it's, yeah, it's, and Gigi kind of like figures that out that she's like, oh, you have to be exact and oh, you have to do this. And funny story about (laughs) writing this book, it's, you you know, the incognito tool on your, your web browser is a really fantastic thing because whomever the FBI, CIA agent is, um, who's assigned to watch my searches i'm either really sorry or you're welcome depending on what you're into there dude um and so um trying to do some research i went you know what the people i really need to call is the fire department Hmm. and so i call up my local fire department and was like so okay if my kitchen is on fire and the flames were to have happened to jump from the curtains to my cupboards. And except I forgot to lead off this conversation with, hi, I'm an author doing research for a book. <laughs> no, I just led with, if my kitchen was on fire. Ma'am. <laughs> right. So, of course, they're like, well, ma'am, what did you do? If I had to be like, no, no, no. Um, so I'm an author. My kitchen isn't really on fire. I just... Yeah, so I almost had the fire department here mm. because I had to ask questions about how to burn down my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I think I've been given the job, the task of by one or two of my author friends to be the one to delete the browser history upon their demise. <laughs> yeah, um, my best friend and I have an agreement that uh, um, upon each other's death, uh, we are to delete the other's um Mm-hmm. internet browsing history no questions asked yep nope done exactly it's a 
It's a, it's it's one of those you show how the true friendship is. But before before I hit delete though, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna be like, damn girl. <laughs> what were you into? <laughs> I I don't remember this one in the book. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have fun. You gotta have fun. Absolutely. <laughs> so um. You were talking about banging before the construction, the construction yes. folks, the construction. I think it's, it's calmed down a little. It has. I think I heard it once or twice and I actually yeah. just giggled because I'm going, <laughs> they're banging. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know that the very nice gentlemen that are doing the work would find it quite as amusing as I do, but <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> But um, why don't you, sh- can you share with us like what exactly is going on? There's a story here behind the folks. Listen. There, there is. Um, so we are in the process of some home renovation. Um, we are adding a very nice three season porch and patio onto the back of our house and then redoing our front entryway. So a shameless plug, y'all please go buy my books so that I can pay for this. But, um, <laughs> Um, what started this project, we've always wanted to do this to the porch in the back. It, it's been something since my husband and I bought this house. We're like, you know, it'd be, it'd be really nice because we live in the South and it gets hot here and there are mosquitoes and we kind of like to sit outside and not get eaten alive. So th- that's been kind of on, on our list of someday to do, but it got moved up the list when, um, last year I stepped outside onto the front porch and I went through it and yes I I do mean through and there was a nice thigh sized hole in my front porch for a hot minute um again I live in the south and it rains a lot and wood is not conducive to the humidity and all of this weather so anyone who's listening who lives in the south gets it like wood rots and you have to replace it everything so we had a board that rotted out and I just happened to stand on it and boom I went through um I was not hurt at least not physically Uh, my pride however might have been a little damaged. Thankfully, the only person who was there to witness it was Mr. Hastings, um, who at least went, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was down in our driveway, so he heard it mm. and didn't actually like quite realize what had fully happened mm. <laughs> until like he just went, you okay? And when I met that question with a string of obscenities, he comes running up the stairs going, oh shit. Like, <laughs> like pull me out of the porch. And um, yeah, so that. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you had the start it. of a fantastic meet cute right there, really, for a book, right? Heroin falls, the guy's yeah. jogging and kind of hears that commotion and then hears the profanity and goes into checking on her and bam, meet cute happens. Yeah, he has to pull her out of the porch. Yes, right? <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> not, I'm not a bad idea, actually. Use <laughs> my humiliation to let. <laughs> we was... used our tools, and it's one of those. Well, at least it happened to a good story, and it has served its purpose. <laughs> well, when we, were, when we were interviewing contractors and everything, one. Oh, this sweet, sweet gentleman rolls up with his thick southern accent and he's like, Well, now what happened here? And I go, That's my thigh. <laughs> he just goes, What? And I go, Yeah. I go, I promise if you measure the diameter of that, 
with the diameter of my thigh, they'll match. And be like, he's just like horrified at this point that I like, even said that. It was like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Oh, Claire. <laughs> Certain things are not shared. No. <laughs> That's well, hilarious, though. <laughs> I was going to own it. Like, yes. Well, exactly. I mean, it c- could have been worse in a, from a not a health perspective, but I mean, at least there was nobody there to record it and make a meme out of it. Uh, right. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to end up on America's Funniest Home Videos with it. Right. So. Or the more popular meme, like the one that someone gets scared and they end up reacting like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And, you know, right. You, at least that none of that happens. Worst case scenario, you get a new Porsche. I mean, the best case, right? You get the new Porsche that uh, you can do it. Um, and then you potentially might get a good story out of it afterwards. <laughs> right. Never know. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to get to know you even better um, by Uh-oh. playing a... a, a... <laughs> I love that reaction. <laughs> I mean, this is assuming that people have not run away scared at this point. Right, they're like, yeah, Viv's having way too much fun. This is okay. <laughs> like, who is this crazy lady? And where did Viviana find her? Like, <laughs> I I put up a form and I let people <laughs> sign up, and then poof, there she was. <laughs> I mean, again, total meet cute moment opportunity as well, right? right. <laughs> I created a Google form. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> So I do provide this for homework because I'm not going to ask you to catch off guard, though for you, it might have been kind of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the game of the two truths and a lie, where you tell us three things about yourself and we have to figure out which one's a lie. Um, hopefully going through a porch deck is not one of them. No. Um, no. Okay, good, good, good. All right. So if you're ready, whenever you want right. to share your three things. So item number one. I have met over 50 celebrities. Item number two is that my favorite snack is bell peppers. And item number three is that I qualified for the Olympic trials as a teenager. Jesus. This is also (laughs) where I always say that it's all about the details. It could have been 49 celebrities instead of 50. So technically that becomes a lie. It doesn't have to be bell peppers. It could be something else kind of a pepper. Or, you know, instead of your teens, it could have been in your, you know, when you were 10. (laughs) (laughs) But all great um, figure. And she was so smooth, by the way, with her delivery. No lie. I was like, damn it, which one's a lie? I hmm. wrote them down so that I could, you know, mm-hmm. didn't stumble over them. Good. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. And it helps. It definitely helps. Because um, then there's that that tone you're just literally reading it off. Um, let's see. But the lie, let's see. I think the lie. Hmm. Southern girl, very popular for film. <laughs> As I mold over this thought process. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, you got, you got, these are good. Usually I'm pretty and I don't, I don't think I've given away anything in our conversation. You haven't. Honestly, been. that's why. That's why I'm thinking. I'm going, I really hope I didn't screw this over for her as far as I felt once the report and the size is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually even had a backup. So. Oh, okay. Good. See, you were planning just in case because it's a good mm-hmm. story. We would have gone to it. Um, hmm. Is the lie the 50 celebrities? No. Okay. And then uh, bell peppers. The lie is bell peppers. I'm actually <laughs> allergic to them. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a good lie. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. And those, again, it's a lie. Do not bring her bell peppers to the signing. That's yes, funny. 
no. <laughs> um, no, the, the celebrities thing is true. And I, it's funny because I actually counted them out just to make sure that I, I got the number right. How would no. I have known otherwise, girl? You could have just busted out with 10 and I would have been like 10. Well, <laughs> it's um, in, in a former life, my very first job out of college, I, I worked for a radio station. Mm. So um, I was the assistant promotions director for the country station in Colorado Springs. And so I helped run meet and greets. So the notables who I wrote down actually to in- include in this, because again, you said it's it's all in the details that um, notables include Mandy Moore, Carrie Underwood, Luke Bryan, Brad Paisley, Alabama, Darius Rucker. So yeah, I've, I've got, yeah. A, I've got I- the celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So a couple of yeah. people that, you know, names y'all might know. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I've got multiple scrapbooks full of pictures and, and signed things and stories out the wazoo of meeting these people. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny that it's, you know, I, I see them and like Luke Bryan, who is absolutely one of my most favorite in, in, in the world. Um, the very first time I met him, he was brand new to the country music scene and he, he wasn't what we all know him to be now. Mm. He's a guy with a guitar coming into our, into our conference room and we were sitting there listening to him sing and everything. And that's where I fell in love with him. And he, he made me forget my name. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) like, I mean, you think I'm joking. Like it got to the point where, um, we, you know, he was signing things and, and he was like, oh, and, and what's your name? And I like paused and I, and I, I stopped and like, I, I couldn't like form the word. And finally someone behind me had to be like, Claire, your name is Claire. Yes, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she so, <laughs> but it, it, it's funny because they like, you know, it's to, so to look at him now and, and the massive superstar he was, like, I still think of him almost 20 years ago in, in our little work conference room that, you know, you know, who he was then and what year. Right. To be able to <laughs> see that is, is always great. I love that too, even with the authors and the narrators as well, kind of seeing the, 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 oh, no one's going to read me or, you know, the, the excitement there. And then now like J.R. Ward announcing that her Black Thacker Brotherhood series is coming to Passion Flicks. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That, that moment of like I remember when you first started <laughs> and that other pseudonym that you used to write under uh the right. other romantic stuff and and now look 50,000 books later and woohoo all this fun stuff so yeah it's interesting but you also qualified I did I was a swimmer you, and, you're kidding uh, me and nope. the reason you for real a swimmer mm-hmm. shit bro me too yeah, like, <laughs> that's you why you wouldn't know it looking at me now. Oh, when stop. I um, <laughs> I, I was super skinny and cute and all muscly. And um, yeah, so I hit the qualifying time for the Olympic trials in the 100 butterfly. Wow. The butterfly is fucking hard. But let's let's also, again, let's not lie here. I qualified for trials. I would not have made the games. <laughs> well, um, here's the funny why I was. I am not the female equivalent of Michael Phelps by no means, but I did meet the qualifying time to go to trials. So, so talk about like weirdness and stuff. The reason why I was asking, and I'm like for real, is because I did the same thing. I qualified for in swimming um, when I was about 14. Um, it was a backstroke for me in the in the free, freestyle. <laughs> did not go forward. Backstroke. You can't see where you're going. 
I, yeah, but at the same time, what did it for me? They're like, yeah, you made it great. And I was like, excited. I'm like, fantastic. And then they gave me the schedule of training. I'm like, Mm-mm, good. I'm got Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. No, no, Four a.m. practices. Yeah. Like- oh God. Yeah, that was not fun. But no, so free for yeah, but yeah, but the butter. That's why I'm saying the butterfly was always fun for me. But getting it and having that position and moving, yeah, that's a lot. So yeah. Not to sound dirty, but it's all in the hips. <laughs> well, you know, you got to move in a specific angle and bang it in there. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get that rhythm. As people are not Googling what the butterfly stroke looks like. <laughs> right. For those that have no What one is that one? <laughs> the butterfly stroke. You're going to come out. Yeah, you'll see it. Just Google it. You'll see what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> that is so interesting. That is so interesting. Allergies to bell peppers. Not, not one usually that kind of, kind of comes no. up, but. But yeah, also hmm, kind of clearish. Yep. <laughs> she makes it into the Olympic tryouts, but is allergic to bell peppers. Okay. Uh, goes through porches. All oh my. <laughs> right. Look, I have the line in my bio that I'm a walking, talking, awkward moment. It is not a lie. It just. <laughs> she does. Yeah, she does have that in her bio. It's hilarious. You work with words all day long with all these stories and things like that. What's your favorite word? Mind you, not your favorite curse word, because that's the second part of this question. Your favorite I, word. Um, that's really hard. <laughs> that's what she said. Right? I know. Well, we can table it for now, and then I can ask you when we're at Denver, so you have a couple of weeks to think about it. Yeah. Because I will go up I, to your table. <laughs> I did just invent a word for my oh. release coming out in March. And I really like that one, but I don't want to give it away quite yet. Okay. So we'll we'll reconnect part of that whole like yeah. when, you, when you plan it out, count me in. We'll do a quick little, you know. The book like will a- be out the 23rd of March. So in time for Denver. So Okay. Perfect. We'll do a little quickie. <laughs> um and <laughs> yeah, <I'll- we> will. <laughs> um- <laughs> totally um and then we'll get there so what is your favorite curse word i mean other than the obvious fuck um <laughs> that works yeah. i mean yeah but i'm uh, i'm also I'm also a big fan of shit, mm-hmm. shit, shit. like because you can i mean they're just there's so many uses for it yeah have you learned any of those curse words from the hubby side being german um sort of <laughs> Don't ask, like, I I know, I recognize them when I hear them. Don't actually ask me to pronounce them. Okay. Um, because the German language to me just sounds, it just sounds like a bunch of gargling. And I cannot pronounce any of it to save my soul. And so um, it's almost rather embarrassing when I attempt it. So, um, Gesundheit, like, that's about the only word I can get out in, in German. So, Sprechen Sie Deutsch? No. well i will say you know it's 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 definitely a a interesting language i had a boyfriend in high school i was a freshman he was a senior and his family was from from germany so he had some of that and he he taught me a few words how accurate it is i don't know but um (laughs) it's still you know like i i think i remember the one thing which is like i think i I love you like but even that doesn't sound very like i love you right and so right yeah it's an interesting unique language and it's classified as a romantic one i think so fun times it doesn't sound very romantic no right Um, in fact sorry to all of the german speakers who might be listening to (laughs) 
Well, you know, it could be a, c- considered a challenge. We might want to see some of what, like, what are your most romantic lines in German, right? Come up with a right? meme there for your... Y'all are German speakers. Yes. Hit me up over email and we can see how we can translate these. Yeah, send her um, her MP3 file for the audio. We're there. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, this has been so much fun. But before we go, can you tell us what you're currently working on and what coming up next, aside from that? Unless there's something else coming up from March, but... Uh, what am I currently working on? Mm-hmm. I am currently working on a book called Son of a Peach. I love it. Um, it is a little side story to the Hickory Hills series and will be featured um as part of the Man of the Month series. Um it is a collaborative series through a no- number of authors, and it will that will be out August 15th. It's an opposites attract story about a um, uptight horticulturalist who ends up in the Florida Keys finding out that the Peach on the Beach Festival um, has nothing to do with fruit. (laughs) As a Floridian, uh, (laughs) I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, So if you have a love of the peach emoji... Hmm. probably the book for you (laughs) okay um um, so that's what i'm I'm currently in the process of drafting what is currently sitting and marinating is the second book in the hickory hill series that features one of those side characters that i said last summer wasn't getting a book um (laughs) So it's sitting and, and marinating. I need to start doing some read through and edits on that. But really the big one up next is Thinking About You, which will mm-hmm. be out on March 23rd. It's the first one in that small town uh, series about the country star who comes back for the girl he left behind. The cover reveal is at the end of February. And, and I'm really, really excited to to show y'all the the covers um because the couple that is on the ebook is pretty pretty close to um the how i envisioned the characters and um the guy who's on it actually is probably the closest i will ever get to actually having dustin lynch on a book cover unless (laughs) dustin lynch you are also listening to this in which case let me give you my phone number um (laughs) (laughs) for multiple reasons um but so yeah so um and then the paperback cover is just gorgeous as well this will be my first time doing a discreet cover i guess is is the terminology everyone is going with so yeah but it is it's gorgeous and i i can't wait to to show y'all these covers and I, i can't wait for you guys to to meet these characters and read this book because this is if they're ever like, I love all of my characters and, and I love all of the stories that I've written, but if there's really a book of my heart, this is it. Like they lived in my head for over a year and uh, like, I just love them so much. And I love this story and I, and I can't wait for everybody to meet them because everybody needs to meet and fall in love with Dustin and Kenzie and just share all of, all of my feelings about this story. So <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you're going to have that book uh, uh, at Denver, right? I will. Perfect. Yeah. Are you doing pre-orders? I don't remember. I am. So um, on my pre-order form, the cover isn't, it's just a placeholder cover for right now. But yes, you can pre-order that in any of my books 
um, via my pre-order form. Perfect. I'll make sure to include that. I just wanted to make sure there's been a lot of links and a lot of lists and stuff that I can't remember right now. Everybody's. And I, you know, um, it's funny you say that. I, I had the thought the other day because I posted it a while ago. I should probably bump it so that people who have uh, joined the group recently can see it. So uh, yeah, and in your and on your newsletter and on your socials that you're going yes. and that you're gonna <laughs> yeah uh huh all that stuff. <laughs> it's so easy until you actually have to like manage it. <laughs> she says this to the lady that does it for a living and. <laughs> multiple accounts <laughs> that's my nightmare oh. oh god yeah no i i hear you i understand like how many ways could i say this one thing so it sounds differently versus the same exactly i, I understand i understand but um it's yeah mm-hmm. but like shut it it's for yourself stop it <laughs> one <laughs> account the two in the own horn thing so no that is true that is true. As as you can clearly see on my own stuff, I'm not um, good at it. I can give you coaching. I can provide you with consultations. I have ideas. I don't ever follow my own advice. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I understand. It's hard. You don't ever want to come across one way and it's just, uh, but I think if you look at it from just making sure that your fans and your readers are not, you know, are getting all the info, I think that's the best way to look at it. You're just sharing stuff. So you're just helping them out, you know? So well, I hope so, everyone's got all the info. <laughs> yeah. If not, I'll start busting out with it and sharing it like, hey guys, she's not gonna share it, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have all that info for you guys ready for you. Um to so just go click, 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 bye, bye, bye. Now that's all the fun stuff. But thank you so much for taking the time to thank chat with me. It's me. been so much fun. And I'm going to include all your social media information as well as in like the links for your like newsletter and website so everybody can go and follow and sign up and subscribe and order and all that fun stuff over at the main landing page at Viviana Enchantress the Books. And until next time, happy listening. Thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner, Carol Liebner, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Don Darch. Michelle Bastard, Brandy Schmidt, April Branson. The audiobook loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shoutouts, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobook loving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.